Hi, and welcome back to the Middle Ages of Europe podcast. This is your host, Lisa Kvetny, and sadly, this is our last week. It is week four, um, and the essential question for this week, we're going to be focusing on why do certain cultures get remembered? Is it fair or not how we judge that? How do they impact other places in the world? So the EQ for this kind for this week is a lot it's kind of multiple questions put together in one but i'm going to be kind of taking each question apart going through them but we're going to be mainly focusing on the sub-essential questions which are what innovations or inventions did they create what other cultures influenced their achievements what cultures benefited from their achievements whose achievements were recognized and how did these achievements change their lives so by there they mean in in Europe in the during the Middle Ages, what the people, what did they create, how did they develop it, and uh, continuously so. And if we're we need to be able to kind of understand each of the achievements, you kind of have to go from their description first. And I first want to talk about the Black Death. So the Black Death was how did when how did it start? A lot of people there's a lot of myths and legends and there's not actually a true fact statement that is just point on point exactly how the Black Death started, but a lot of people say, or how legends go, that when the Mongols came to attack the Kaffa area, which was in uh, northern Europe, they realized that the Christians' people of Kaffa were infected by a disease. Then they didn't really know how this could affect the Mongols themselves, so they used it against themselves. Uh, they would see that uh, people in the Kaffa of the Kaffa land were being knocked out. They were getting sick and coughing quite literally everywhere. But as soon as they were knocked out dead, they would catapult the dead bodies to the European side of their location. This is what the Mongols wanted to happen and spread the plague so that the Mongols could take over. But they didn't realize how bad the disease would get. Just with a touch of clothing, the diseases the disease would spread wildly. Uh, Barokiko said he he was one of the he w- does a lot of research on the black deaths he's almost like a doctor he says the mere touching of clothes appear to itself to communicate the ma- the malady to the toucher so this kind of gives a little bit of background of what the black death is and how it's going to since it wasn't an achievement obviously the black death was never an achievement of any of any way but there was some things that came out of it and it was very revolutionary during that time and to this day still so one of the questions that you can answer just with the black death is what other cultures influenced their achievements or what cultures benefited from their achievements obviously nobody benefited from the black death but in the middle of 1348 the plague actually spread to paris bordeaux lyon and london in italy sicily italy to be exact and um london is obviously the england one so this kind of spread to cultures and to and then affected those cultures there and some of the funerals and the way that people realized 
how the population was decreasing, some of people are still studying it to this day just to find out more information of what happened thousands of years ago. Because of because of such times like these during the Black Death, there was no solution to that to a plague like that because people in France, this is as an example by the way, people in France were dying by 11,000 people were dying every six weeks such trauma caused a big mark in the population and this also answers one of the subessential questions which is how did these achievements change their lives so that was kind of the black death because i did touch on the black death in the very first or second episode but i'm going to focus also on other inventions kind of a little bit before the black death and a little bit after it so one point that i do want to make was that there the magna carta was created and this was a charter of rights it was signed by king jong of england on june 15th 12 um 12 15. so this is this happened when rome quite literally died there was no unfilled area for the European people to fill. There was an unfilled area for the European people to fill. And to understand and develop with those ideas, it was so unfilled that the European people didn't really know how to fill it. They were missing political structure and not enough power to change. Because the Rome kind of destroyed everything and the government was so incredibly bad and not not correct, it just fell apart. So people knew that the next thing that they had to do was going to have to be better than it was before. So one of the other sub-essential questions, which I personally feel is really important, is whose achievements were recognized? So during this time, a lot of things happened, but some specific people really stood out. And I did talk about this in last week's episode. So if you want to listen to that, I talk much more in depth about the Charlington Kingdom and their emperor and how that really worked. But I'm just going to be focusing on the inventions and then how the impact that they kind of created. So though that changed the, what changed was the environment and the people and how people see the perspective for government it kind of completely changed when rome just fell apart so though that changed charlington the frankish emperor took place he gave specific governmental orders and led europe into their own success creating a massive and significant impact to economy trade and joy to just everyday life as well as they flourish their religion yes charlington did not want to be attached to the church he did not want to be a monk he did though respect the church's orders but kind of he took over and said and he knew what was right so he fought for that um so he was a really amazing person during that time and people like charlemagne took power and knowledge from his understanding and connections to the church became stronger and became way more influential this was super helpful for europe because those people that followed charlemagne's footsteps kings and queens those they those they thrived and made an overall better environment and that was they were really important and the fact that charlemagne was the first person to 
realize that and kind of say, hey guys, this isn't gonna work. Let's change the government so everybody can be happy. And he was a person that really, really stuck out and really important to the European just culture in general. One another of the subessential questions was what cultures benefited from their achievements. So a lot of cultures took place during this time and specifically during the government rebranding monotism. The monotism itself was starting to thrive. Though people have said that during this time there was a time of illiteracy. A lot that's why people called the the um the dark ages though the dark ages weren't so dark the dark ages actually the name of it came from scholars scholars kind of just assumed that since people were so illiterate back then they couldn't they couldn't do as much as the greeks did and the greeks left a whole they raised the bar basically too high so anything below that didn't really make sense but looking at just looking and diving in deeper to the middle ages there were a lot of impacts that happened that are still used to this day so coming back to it mostly all people were learning and creating because of charlemagne's developing new knowledge he loved learning he wanted everybody to learn he was the person that took charge and put schools into place everybody needed to be educated if you were living in his under his rules basically and this was really important because he was the one that made that official change he was the person that was like schools are important and education and the system of education should be influential to people's lives monotism was later kind of blooming monotism really flourished we can say uh later though monotism had uh created a bit one of the biggest impacts dirt but in the western world it changed they changed the values and attitudes and created an overall better place during that time Another subessential questions was what innovations or inventions did they create? So, looking back at those times of the Middle Ages of Europe, they created the Magna Carta and the English Parliament. This was leading and and developing new ideas and laws to structure their beliefs and way of life. So, looking at today, obviously we have we have rules everywhere and laws that keep our society in balance in our world in balance because when driving you can't just go 60 miles per hour when you're right next to your school you don't want to hurt anybody and there's safety issues that come with that but having stable laws allows our community to grow and be safe and that was the start of that in the middle ages of europe the people in europe were starting to realize that laws were going to help the society it's not capturing people killing them punishing them punishment is crucial for growth and development but having specific structure and almost like almost like a mold for people to have a successful a successful life laws kind of come in handy So lots of life-changing inventions came into the early Middle Ages and specifically adapting to agriculture. So um during Europe and their times mostly all of ag- all the agriculture was developing in south of Europe where this is and by the way the south of Europe is extremely sandy, dry, loose soil and you can't really grow anything out of it. But 
there was a really important invention that I'm pretty sure we still use to this day, which is called the plow or ploy, which became revolutionary for them. It could churn fertile clay soil from the depths of the earth. This really helped them in quite everything, but specifically in their agriculture. Another invention that helped them were the Europeans where the Europeans succeeded was their horse collar. So it was basic a horse collar is basically a a collar that is put on a horse's neck and shoulders and created even weight on animals when they're pulling a wagon. So the weight is distributed so whatever they're carrying is not too heavy for the animal and this boosted their agriculture and transportation. This was later later on this boosted their um their overall effects like to the sky. They were skyrocketing, they were doing really good especially with trade on land. So, another um, kind of idea or subessential question was what other cultures influenced their achievements? And one of the biggest cultures, if we're really talking about opposite cultures from the European times, were the um, Islamic world during that time. So, the idea or myth that science and mathematics were pushed aside during this time in during in the european time because everybody thought that the europeans were so focused on christianity it kind of they everybody thought that science and math wasn't as important but due to charlemagne's amazing thought to have a overall better world through education this did not happen so during this time the islamic world was actually diving deep into science and math they created a foundation of math and science of whatever the greeks left over but something really important was that because charlemagne wanted to be surrounded by great minds a lot of people from the islamic world actually came in and helped him and taught him so much knowledge and one of the parisian astronomers and mathematicians i am so sorry if i cannot pronounce this his name was al kwa rizimi a l k h w r i z m i he lived through 780 to 850 ce and he was the one that introduced Europe to algebra. He was teaching and developing the first idea of algorithm, and the Europeans actually helped create the algorithm. So they had also a big effect, but the only way that that would have happened is if there was a combination of cultures coming together, and that was really, really important during that time. So one of the last, there's two, there's two other more, um, I'm gonna the subessential questions I'm gonna back to, which is whose lives did these achievements change? Like, uh, how did these achievements change people's lives? And during the Carlington residence, the arts started to flourish. Arts like literature, architecture, like reading, and other cultural realms. Charlemagne worked hard to surround himself with such knowledge, and he was the first to really show inspiration or thought in education and kind of like how much value goes into education. As he was saying about the art during the Northern Europe Renaissance, uh, a very famous 
artist, his name is Jack Van Eyck, started to flourish during the 1430. He started to use Italian Renaissance painting techniques and bloomed because of his painting. He was one of the most influential artists from Germany. Uh, not from Germany, excuse me. He was, I'm pretty sure he was Dutch. Or no, he from the Netherlands. He was the person that influenced artists all around the world, specifically in the European area, like Germany, Switzerland, Austria, and low countries like Belgium and Netherlands and Luxembourg, to their knowledge in painting and to make a point in their art. He was really passionate about that. Another really important artist was Robert Campen. He was the first to be noted for his Flemish painting. He himself was influenced by the Limburg brothers, but later on he created a, one of his best masterpieces called the Mirrored Altarpiece in 1427, and that was characterized as the European um, Northern Europe culture. And I just wanted to point that out because I searched up his painting because I wanted to see what described the Northern Europe culture. And in that photo, you can see the amount of detail that he put into this painting is extraordinary. It's almost like three paintings put together and they're all by sides. So it's one large square in the middle and two thin squares, uh, rectangles on the sides. So on the rectangle on the very left side, there is a man, almost a priest, and a woman behind him following in through a door. They look like they are in middle class and doing well. Then we have in the middle biggest square and there are two women sitting there, uh, one woman and one angel. And they are both reading and just sitting in a, be- in a house with books around them and a, f- uh, and a, um, a furnace. And they're just sitting and reading and enjoying. And they look like they're more in the upper class during that time. And on the very right rectangle thin square was an old man looking like he is in low class building something or uh, painting something next, like looking down. And outside he's in a little window. So um, this is kind of describing how the Northern Europe European people lived. You were either middle class upper class or low class and it describes to see like what they're doing so people in the middle class were usually more to they followed more of the church's orders so there's like a priest in the middle painting you were more privileged and you were able to have more knowledge because books back then were expensive so having books was kind of a representation of wow this person is intelligent they are like wealthy and then on the very right obviously showing a poor man doing labor for others and this i was very uh, shocked because it was such great painting and artwork that it really shows the connections that the artist made during that time the last artist that i'm going to talk about his name is albert durer and he was a master 
printmaker and an engraver and as well as a painter. So during these times when he was alive and working, the Italian Renaissance was affecting artworks in many different ways. His artwork, specifically Feast the Rose Garlands of 1506, was a big hit in Italy and usually printing and portraits or things like that they people would make them in very small quantities or just one of them if they had to but since he started to rise to the very very top people were starting to get interested in his very small paintings huge paintings his prints portraits and panel paintings and he became so well known that the demand was so high for these paintings and panels and prints that the stock had to be raised So, all of these artists had an influential impact or were influenced by others and created such amazing artwork that really describes Northern Europe. Last thing I want to talk about is why why does this matter and what are some of the connections to the world? Uh, I'll start first with what I started with, which was the Black Plague. So, the Black Plague matters because... It's not just, it's obviously not an achievement because it was an effect and it was huge trauma to all of its citizens. People would die at an alarmingly high rate to the point where people thought it was the end of the world. The Black Plague is not an achievement, but an important period of time. It led with death, but people are, people during that time are what mattered. The effect it had on civilization was breathtaking in a negative way. Thousands and on thousands of people would just die in a matter of weeks. But why would this be important? Well, the impact or change in population shows that the mental and physical parts of the plague hurt millions, but as people needed to continue to survive, it became harder. With just a sneeze or a cough, you could kill people around you. This created a chance change in the civilization stability to the change was for the civilizations to be stable, stable to live. The plague changed people's lives and perspective in a matter of days. And that's really important because it showed the overall impact that negative effects can have on the world. Next, we have the Italian Renaissance, which became really important. Uh, It was an important part to expand in cultural diversity, technique, and art. It became known for the tragic times, but also beautiful paintings. As an example in paintings like Leonardo da Vinci's Mona Lisa, 1507, the artist paid really close attention to the beauty as well as idolizing form. In contrast with Northern European artists, they empathize realism, showing more emotion and detail to facial expressions and the flow of the painting itself, while the Italian culture were used to the grace and the beauty as well as the message in their paintings. So that was two things that were really kind of important and stood out to me. And I want to talk about um, the government and how that's important to our world. So when Rome fell, it wasn't because an outside emperor took over. It all happened with Rome against Rome itself. The old tribal members of the Roman cavalry were upset and mad. Rome, Rome had a certain way to view government, where issues were never conducted easily or dis- easily or despite the fact of being at a high peak, it all came crashing down because of this type of government. 
This problem was taking over their entire place of living. The Roman government was falling apart and the cash flow was not happening anymore. This led to a majority of their land becoming in poverty because of such a bad or dysfunctional government. And the cause was clearly based on everything they were doing. They were only caring about the money and not about the people that lived there. It's kind of showing and I can connect to today in modern world when we look at government obviously we are not a monarchy anymore and we are um we're able to have a vote in what we say and we are the democracy but still a lot of the times not everybody's focused on uh on the world or on their citizens as a society as a community we're more focused about how can i make life for me better and not for others and that's kind of what happened with the roman um that's kind of what happened with the romans and the people got so mad that they destroyed their own emperor because of such bad distress that they were being judged on lastly i just want to say um so it's one the essential question this week is why do certain cultures get remembered is it fair or not how we judge that and how do they impact other places in the world well the black plague impacted a big part of europe itself paris bodox leon london and italy and all of these places got a huge effect but also the plague is very kind of it's still a big part of what we know today. Every time we're talking about trauma or a big part of the world where everything fell apart, we always say the Black Death was one of the biggest or most traumatic things that ever happened. And we know to never follow those footsteps and what those people did. They walked and they were the people that kind of led the path, but we knew what not to do. And because of them, we are able to be safe. We're able to understand what's going on. And also, like, the government and the Magna Carta and Charlemagne, how much power they took and government in general, uh, same thing with Rome. And is it fair how we judge that? Well, for something to be so powerful that people make essays and study to this day in 2020 still studying the black death that happened in 1340s that people are still studying today that obviously has to be so so impactful that people have to continue learning about it today obviously it has some sort of a deep connection with others this is really really important so why do we judge government and the Rome government? Well, why is it important that we know how why the government fell apart? Why what was the reason and why is it important for people to learn why Rome fell apart? Well, the distress that happened, the war that happened, what happened as a communication with their citizens? We learn about that so we don't have to do the same thing and live a better life. The people and everything that happened during those times are super helpful to us today. Because if they haven't done that, then we wouldn't we would probably have the same the the same government as Rome. And we don't want that. We don't want our world to fall apart and then we be fighting it. That's not how that should work. And having such for something to be so powerful it would either have to be really traumatic 
life-changing or have such inventions that help us uh, either survive, develop, grow, or become better intellectuals as people. And those achievements and those people that are recognized are people that are were inspired and ready to take action no matter what. They fought for what's right, and we still need to do that to this day. And how do they impact other places in the world? Well, all around the world, we're using our algorithm that we use today, and that all started when the Europeans and the Islamic world came together. That's when cultures came together and created something that everybody uses. And... Same thing with the Roman um, government. We know what not to do. So as a community, as a society, as a global... As as anybody that's living on this earth has the right to speak up. And having that change from what happened to what is happening now is really helpful. Because we can see and we can clearly digress from what happened. I think that's really important to not just our culture, but our society in general. Thank you so much for listening to the World Traveler Middle uh, Middle Ages of Europe podcast. This was your host, Lisa Kvedny. I'm so sorry to be signing off, but it has been a pleasure making these podcasts for the the last four weeks. Uh, Have a great day.